Hi, friends. Welcome to Pockets Full of Soup Gaiden. Dun, 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 dun. Exactly. Side story edition. I am your host, Jared Petty, alongside Angie Petty. Yeah. And I'm here to uh, finally and permanently qualify the fact that I'm a terrible person. I mean, I could have done that a long time ago. I don't think that we need this forum to make that happen. You know, you've had plenty of times to tell people how terrible I am. Yeah, and, and I, I mean, I try to do it. I'm I'm trying to sabotage you. As often as possible. As frequently as possible, absolutely. Well, here's the chance, uh, because a while ago I did something really awful. Many, Horrible. Yeah, many of you listeners. Painful. <laughs> devastating <laughs> it was pretty 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 terrible unfair um, so i <laughs> i got tickled uh i uh am between day jobs right now those of you that listen may know that uh i am no longer at kind of funny uh where i worked as a host for quite a long time uh i really really enjoyed my time there but i had a neat opportunity that uh, i could not pass up and uh so i've moved on to doing that but pockets full of soup remains between Kind of Funny and Pockets, I found myself with a few spare days, uh, and I was like, well, what am I going to do with that? And I had some really great ideas. You Jared did. had some really great ideas, but he he used me. He took information from me that I was planning on using for the future and stole it away. I think that that is not a crime. That's just called ideas. No, I mean oh, the I, way it happened I was it I was I was saying where could where could I go? What should I do? Because I I was like, oh okay, I'm going to be have a few days. I'm going to take a break in a while. And she said, and she says, whatever you do, don't go to Hawaii without me. That is correct. Yeah. Well, because you started it, well, because you were just like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And I didn't even thought of Hawaii. And, I hadn't yeah. said a thing about like, Hawaii. He's like, what would you do if you could go, or where would you go if you could go anywhere? I'm like, well, clearly the next thing on my list is Hawaii. No, no. I asked that after. Did like, you? Yeah. Hawaii did not come up. I was going through all these places. Mm-hmm. And you, then you just looked at me unsolicited and said, whatever you do, don't go to Hawaii without me. I've never been to Hawaii. And she's never been to Hawaii. And so the moment she said that, I was like, Hawaii. Yeah, that sounds and I was amazing. Like, no, no, no. By the way, people are probably wondering, why is this here on the Pockets Full of Soup channel? Well, I'll tell you why. Uh, as you're well aware, I don't get enough of these up. And uh, I wanted to, this trip was so kind of fantastic and spectacular that I wanted to share some of it with you because it taught me something, something that I think uh, may affect some of the work I do on here in the future but I've, angie is here to banter and make fun of me yes. um because angie couldn't go that's that's why see angie had a work trip around the same yeah, time exactly so and could not leave town I, yeah I, there's no way i could have gotten away and so wherever i was going i was going all on my own also the reason you're hearing the story now instead of three weeks ago when i first got back from hawaii was because when i got back angie immediately developed the most terrible awful cold and i was like oh i'll hold off recording until she's got her voice back. Well, it's three weeks later. Yeah. And you can, I mean, you can maybe can still hear my voice is still kind of raspy. Oh, you're still dying. I can't figure this out. How, how, how are you alive? This, this is, this all happened because you went to Hawaii. Oh, really? Yeah. This is your, you must pay penance. I, I am sick. So I'm going to therefore make you miserable and you're not going to get any sleep until you've paid back your wrongdoings. Okay. For my, which is leaving. How do, how do I pay my penance? I don't, I didn't bring me more pineapple cakes. Okay, well, I did bring some pineapple cakes back. Yeah. That's true. That was good. Which is odd because the island I was on, not known for its pineapple. Well, Big so we, we've bantered back and forth a little bit yeah. already. Well, quite a bit. So sorry, folks. But 
Tell us about Hawaii. You said you learned some lessons. What did you learn? Here's what I learned. First thing I learned is if you live in California in late January, early February, it's really cheap to fly to Hawaii and stay there, which I had no idea. I was like, that's why I ultimately went. I was like, I could go out east to see my, you know, my family and friends and all that. But wow, Hawaii's way cheaper than going to like boston or north carolina i i think i should probably just do that yeah that doesn't seem like a valuable life lesson though oh it, like, what, that, that hawaii is cheap it is going to prove one in the future as long as we're living <laughs> on the west coast for both of us no here's here's what it was um i've talked a lot i i don't know if you know this angie mm-hmm. but for a time i lived in japan no yeah and sometimes i like to talk about it i don't I mean, not like a lot, though, right? I, I think some people have heard me talk about it yeah. once or twice. You might have. I might have I a might couple have. times. Have you ever been to Japan, Angie? I, I have. I lived there with you, and we had an oh, That's right. You were there. Yeah, it was, mag- it was a magnificent time, um, and I, I highly recommend if you ever are wanting to be a world traveler, just do it. Yeah, it's pretty, well, that's, that's kind of where I'm going with this. Japan made an enormous impression on me. I've been privileged to visit a lot of different countries, and each of them has, has given me new opportunities to learn different things. Japan was culturally the most challenging and amazing place I've, I've ever been. Yeah. It, is, it is a country where so many things seem familiar, and then the moment you walk near them, you realize they are refracted through a vastly different cultural prism a different mm-hmm. history a different worldview and so every day i learned something uh, every day was was a new social cultural historical experience right. um and, and that went on for years hawaii uh within our own united states was that for the natural world for me um, okay. That's what stood out more than anything i went to the big island uh which is the largest of the islands in hawaii but actually very Underpopulated. Right. There's not a lot of no cities, just mm-hmm. a few towns. And I'd never been to a place before where I could be standing in a coastal desert. You know, I, I'm sta- I'm in a desert, but the sea is breaking up next to me. I'm in a desert surrounded by water. Yeah, yeah. But then I go like 40 miles one way, I'm standing at the rim of a smoking volcano. And I go 40 miles another way, I'm in a tropical rainforest. And I go 40 miles another way, I'm on a black sand beach made from an exploded volcano. And I go 40 miles in another direction, and I'm in, like, coconut groves yeah. on, on like, idyllic white sea bays where sea turtles are frolicking in the surf. Right. And then, again, 40 miles another way, and I'm in cowboy country. You know, what do you mean, it, what do you mean cowboy? Well, the country? northern part of the island is is largely used for traditionally for raising large animals, and there were turns out Hawaiian cowboys. I didn't oh, know that okay. before so I went like either. So it's like cow, ranch, cattle, cattle and ranch land. Yeah, like donkeys and horses and cattle up there, and oh uh, yeah, and some sh- old sugarcane country up there that's okay. gone now too. Oh, um, it's, but there's they aren't raising. No, sugarcane uh, sugar ceased to be profitable in Hawaii a while back and mm. has pr- pretty much moved out. It's been replaced largely by coffee and macadamia on the Big Island. Okay. And then on some of the island, other islands, apparently uh, pineapple or big. Well, so you talked about these cultural experiences while living in Japan and, and experiencing something new every day. And now you're translating that over to the natural experiences of, of living in Hawaii. Why is that meaningful for you? Um, because I didn't know it was possible before I got there. I didn't know there were places in the world like that. I've lived a lot of places. I've right. traveled a lot of places. Mm-hmm. I've seen 
grandiose and beautiful things. What I've never seen is a place that changes under your feet so quickly that your brain can't get around it. Okay. It's just so different. It might as well be, in terms of the natural world, another planet. Now, in terms of the people, it's America. Right. Uh, it, it's it's very much, it's a neat part of America. It, it feels culturally a, a little bit like Berkeley and central Kentucky kind of had a baby. That's weird. Uh, yeah, it's it's like laid back, hippy dippy, quirky culture. Yeah. Um, a very progressive uh, politically, but also very small town life. Okay. Uh, and and, and you know, I think quaint. Not, almost. not everybody has experienced that. You and I both have. Um, and it's a, it's an odd sensation having been exposed to such vastly different cultures and then for them to be married like that. I bet that was ex- extraordinary. Yeah, I've never really been a place like it. And people, it's so many different cultural ethnic backgrounds there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it, it, Everybody's got just such a faster game experience. But the natural world, I like the outdoors. You know that. Sure. And uh, you like the outdoors. I do. Um, and... The opportunity to go to a place where well, let me let me put it out there in the experiences. I during that period of a very few days, I clambered around on on a smoking volcano. I looked down into steam vents that were blasting out with volcanic heat from deep beneath the earth. I walked from rainforest into into a world that looked like Mordor and back into rainforest in the course of minutes. Uh, I, I could I saw a volcano that sloped away so high that it vanished into clouds mm. nine thousand feet up above. I, I would stand on the side of a mountain and look down into the ocean constantly. I went through areas where volcanic lava flows had literally cut roads in half yeah. and, and burned through things. I stood on a large black sand beach that didn't exist last year. That's incredible. It was a bay. It was water. Hmm. And then there was an eruption and the lava came down to the water and there was a pressure explosion and it atomized the rock into sand. And now it's a beach. That's incredible. Yeah. In a year's time. In a year. And and most of that happened apparently in a few weeks. Like, and I'm like, this didn't exist. I'm on new land and not like new, like rock, you know, but I'm actually like, this beach where people are sunbathing and playing, this was not here. Yeah, I, I think that obviously I haven't been, but to know how how volatile the earth can be in certain locations yeah. and, and literally create... Yeah, I was reading about um, this uh, like small island that's disappeared between um, the between Japan and Russia mm-hmm. um, and it was kind of a, a line of demarcation and it's kind of, it's gone under the water so now it's like oh well where where does uh, Japan end and Russia start and yeah there's this kind of tension there and so to know that that kind of volatility exists all over the earth in certain areas is pretty darn incredible a micronesia is disappearing. Right. Climate change is destroying Micronesia. Yes. A whole country yeah. is vanishing, yeah. uh, which is un, unthinkable. And and to think about the power that the rhythms of the earth have. Mm. I sometimes yeah. think that can be mis, misused. I know some people are, are hesitant because of the great 
scope and mystery of the earth. I think sometimes people are hesitant to to understand that we can in fact have an impact on its on its the way that it ebbs and flows. We mm-hmm. are small and insignificant next to it. I mean, what's you know what's a what's all our nuclear might to the power of the uh, you know Yellowstone supervolcano? Sure. It, it's it's. But we are capable of terraforming. We could literally go. Yeah, yeah. To other we we can and... in fact rip up or build planets. Right. It's something within our grasp. Te- yeah. Technologically, terraforming can probably happen if yeah. you have the right resources. Technologically, fracking can cause earthquakes and. Mm-hmm. And carbon emissions can cause greenhouse gases. And, and cows are destroying the earth. Cows are a part of the problem, yeah. it turns out. Um, people, yeah, but it, it's it, it, the fact that we eat so much beef, it does, in mm. fact, have an environmental impact. You know, I would really could go for a steak right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, there's a steakhouse down the road. Mm, steak. I mean, you could be eating prime rib so very I wanna, soon. But. I want to I jump back into what we were yeah. talking about. So something that you uh, listeners probably don't know about Jared is that he, I mean, this you probably have figured out, is that he loves going to museums. But Jared loves going to museums and hopping ahead. He gets ahead of the group that he's with so that he can go and read the little plaques, run back to the group and say, hey, come look at this. Look what I just learned. And and then and then he'll expound on it further. So I've been, he and I have gone to I the, do do a lot of that. You do that a lot. Yep, I do. And that's, it's it's kind of adorable. It's kind of annoying. Um, because, well, you, you, well you, you, listen, because sometimes I want to find out for myself and I want to read the plaque myself. Well, you can still read the plaque. But it's not the same if you've already told me what the well, plaque said. Why, why are you so pokey? I'm not pokey. You I'm, are you are uniformly pokey. I am. Well, I'm going to poke you in the eye if you don't stop. All right. So anyway, you do not move quickly, nor have you listen, ever. Listen, I'm talking here. I, I've got the I've got rapt attention. I'm sure. So my point being, I'm I'm. So he goes to the museums. He runs ahead. He finds things out, and it's because he loves to share knowledge and and share i love to share things i just learned yes like that's one of my favorite things in the world one of his favorite things so like which by the way you totally do too with podcasting in particular well you know what this this isn't about me this is about your fancy trip one of my favorite conversations to have with you is when you learn something on a podcast and you're just you've obviously been waiting all day to tell me about it that's very true it's so much fun yeah but so like this this story about his trip to Hawaii is kind of kind of that. Do you think there's a story there? I, I yeah. I don't yeah. know. I don't know, but it's it's kind of like going to the museum where you get these little these little snippets of yeah. of experiences that you've had and the way that it's impacted you. Yeah, I mean, I, I kept a, a sort of diary there, a list of everything I did, mm-hmm. and I, I could certainly give a chronology. But for me, it is largely a collection of of images. I went to. Two black sand beaches, one new, one old. Um, the new one was an ecological wonder, uh, uh, something created by volcanic activity recently. The old one is inhabited by sea turtles who feed on the... Uh, he sent me pictures of sea turtles. I was yeah. super excited. The sea turtles were pretty darn cool. Did um, you ride one? No, no. They were not ridey size. Uh, they were very big, but I they mean... were not ridey size. 
and I did not wish to bother them. Uh, they it was ha- the, it was the it was a good choice. They hang out there and eat right off the right off the coast, and then come in and hang out on the beach sometimes. Man, I I want to see those. And guys. it's and they're on black sand, and they're kind of light colored, so they look really neat. There's also this awesome old ruined tiki bar right there off off the beach. Um, that uh, my friend Sam Claiborne for IGN was like, you have to see the Tiki Bar. It's it's freaking amazing. Uh, I saw a green sand beach. Who knew mm-hmm. such a thing existed? You have to walk a long way to get to the green sand beach. Yeah. Um, and I took it longer at the, the normal route. I walked from the southernmost point in the United States, which is appropriately called South Point, mm-hmm. um, uh, across several miles of kind of coastal desert. And that took me to, um, took me to the green sand beach, which is down in a bowl there. You can ride in, um, but you ride in is like five miles an hour standing on the back of a pickup truck holding on to bars. <laughs> I was like, I'd much rather just walk this. Yeah, um, so that was that was one of the compromises that Jared and I came to when he finally he sheepishly came into uh, the the living room to tell me, um, I bought uh, I, I reserved a ticket for Hawaii. I'm like, mm-hmm. And so one of the compromises was that Jared would not do some of the things that I really like want to do when I go on my finally get to go on my trip to Hawaii. And it actually worked out pretty well because I have limitations on the the types of terrain that I can walk on. Mm -hmm. So um, Jared got to do a lot of those things, which are things that he absolutely adores doing. And I would have um, pretty severe limitations. Yeah, you, that's a hike you simply couldn't have made. Your yeah. your your ankles where you had the surgery couldn't have handled it. Um, uh, the train was just too twisty and rocky. And likewise, when I got out on the lava beds, so yeah. there's a series of petroglyphs out on a out on a lava. Yeah, you bed. should probably and, describe what a petroglyph is. Yeah, a petroglyph is a is a is a carving, an indentation that creates an image, uh, something like uh, the image Human of a made. person. Man-made. Yeah, man-made, right. Uh, some of them are drawings of people, boats, stars. Some of them are more abstract. They're very old. and Like they, how old? Uh, you know, I don't know Hawaiian history. <gasps> no plaques uh, for you fundamentally. to run ahead. <laughs> no, the, uh, I think the islands were first populated around 200 AD, I believe. Okay. Um, but I think the petroglyphs are significantly newer than that, yet they're still quite ancient. Uh, so somewhere in the last 1800 years. Okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, going out there and looking at those, uh, they're beautiful, um, striking. And the way, when the sun changes, you can see them at different uh they change. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain it exactly, but they're they're strikingly beautiful. And you have to; they are not on the the beaten path. Uh, you you have to walk out to the lava beds to get to them. And um, they call it a trail, but it's really just piles of rocks that you follow across so, other piles of rocks. This is all very interesting, but I think what your listeners really need to know about are chickens. Chickens? Well, yeah, roosters in particular, because roosters. I uh, I rented a. I rented a house in Pahala uh, to stay in. The place was really nice. Um, but I was... So those of you that remember my L.A. Chronicles know that I somehow ended up in an apartment in Los Angeles directly above a bunch of roosters. I have angered the rooster god. Uh, <laughs> because when I got to Hawaii, I was between two different rooster farms on both See? sides of my yeah. place that I stayed. That's what you get for leaving your wife. I didn't get a lot of sleep. Uh, those roosters, they first off, they would 
crow like well into the evening Mm -hmm. and then they started like four in the morning or earlier (laughs) and i was just like well i hate you birds it got to the point honestly where finally the last two days i gave up and went and stayed in a hotel (laughs) um which was okay because that hotel was awesome it's amazing and it has a tidal pool where they shine lights in and like two to three meter wide monta rays Man. Come swimming into the bowl of the bay at night and I, wave I at you. Kill to see and that. you're right there. I mean, you're just right there. Can you go swimming with them? Yes, you can. <gasps> now, I'm afraid of the ocean, as you're well aware. Oh, I want to so, go. But you can go. Yeah, they, there are charter boats that go out. Can you ride them? No, you or cannot touch ride them? them. They encourage you not to touch them um, just because they're harmless. And, you know, actually, they're quite fragile uh, despite their size. Well, what if we touch them real gently? I still don't think that's oh. okay. Um, but I want to swim with them. I would do it. I know and, you would. And you, I would you, do it in a heartbeat. Yeah. yeah well, you would. I, the place of refuge, apparently, which is the most beautiful place I've ever been on the planet Earth. Yeah. Um, it, it's, a, it's a coastal area where ancient Hawaiians would run uh, when they committed crimes. And if you could make it there, the priest would absolve you and you wouldn't be killed for it. Uh, it's, which is interesting. That's, that's a tradition you find if you read like the, the Hebrew Old Testament, yeah. there were cities of refuge. This is a, a very interesting old idea. Um, but the place of refuge, the ancient Hawaiians built it at in heaven. Yeah. Um, I don't have words to describe it. It's a tropical, well, it's really more of a white sand coconut beach with these black stone walls all around it and forest behind. The water's as clear, everybody's clear as Caribbean water, Hmm. perfectly blue. And sea turtles live there, schools of tropical fish that you can clearly see from the beach. Um, Then lava beds that go, or lava rock that go way out into the surf where the waves crash against them, full of tidal pools. I saw a moray eel in one of the pools. Um, That's a moray. Yeah, exactly. These beautiful black sea urchins that would suddenly glint blue in the sun, um, Mm. like metallic blue, electric. I I don't know. I can't do it justice. Um, That's most beautiful place on earth that Sounds I've ever seen. Amazing. I wish I could get, 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 and it was just thing after thing like that. Mm. Um, it, it, it got to be regular to be. Plus, I met animal friends. Animal friends. Animal friends. Wild pigs and mongooses and an old mongoose. 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 Are the mongoose or mongoose? Like I don't a goose know. is goose. Geese. Mongoose. Mongoose. I don't know. I don't know how you do it. They're all, all over right. Hawaii. Um. Uh, and they said, cool, more eel and tropical fishes. And then I went to a tropical zoo, America's only tropical rainforest zoo, Very which also cool. has a great botanical garden. And there, there were especially great So there aren't zoos there. on any of the other islands? Uh, no, apparently not. Huh. It's the only tropical rainforest zoo in, in the United States. Huh. At least that's what they say on their signs. That's so. true. Maybe they're like betting that you're not going to any of the other islands yeah. to find out. But they also had great gardens. And then it drove through the rainforest there. And it was like, and then I walked through a waterfall in a rainforest. And on and on and on. And I met amazing people. And I get real excited so, now. And I went to this little town. It was like a cowboy town. And it was real cool. And Can I, I ask like, a question? Of course. So while you're going to all of these places, I'm assuming there were moments where you're like, I wish that I could share this with this person. And maybe not, you know, maybe not just me, but somebody else. Are you fishing for moments I wish I could share with Angie? I mean, I would like to know, but then, and then why? Uh, Well, I mean, with you a lot, because you're an adventurer, you like travel. Adventure! Um... And because you're my adventure buddy, I, I, I mean, that 
I think a significant portion of the reason we got married is because we're good on road trips and vacations. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. We really, like, you put us in a car for 10 hours we're and just pleased, pleased as punch. punch. Yeah. Like, that's what we like. Yeah. Most people I know fight and scream or get grumpy we're or fight. Like we're just like, da 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 da. We're on a trip. Hooray. Yeah. It's, it, and we can do that for days. Yep. Um, we don't really it, get sick of each other on trips. I think in our entire, like, three day drive across America to move out here, we fought for a total of, like, one hour. And that was when we were outside the car. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember why. but It was when you decided to run in the Grand Canyon. Oh. Yeah. You were so grumpy. You you know what? I'm going to poke you in your eye. Um, But, yeah, you and I travel well together. So the the hotel where where Mark Twain uh, visited and wrote about uh, the volcano in... um, and roughing it is still there. So there's something kind of freaky about sitting where Mark Twain did and sipping a Mai Tai and looking at a volcano and then going and sitting by the fire. And so going back to my question though, I wanted, well, that was, I was like, that is a very, I wish I'd have been there with you. Yeah. Like that was seeing anything involving the animals, the mantas or the tropical fish or the the flowers. Yeah. And that's again, you and your camera. I took hundreds of pictures. I never take pictures on trips. I took hundreds of pictures um, just for you. There was a beach I found uh, at a very inaccessible place Mm -hmm. when I was hiking through the coastal desert and uh, you had to kind of scramble around to get to it. And in the middle of the ugliest land imaginable, step out and there's just this little cove crystal clear water blindingly white sand studded with black rock everywhere and it i don't know how to again i can't say why it was so beautiful it just was i was like you would have loved that place mm-hmm. um so you were a lot of it but there were other people i thought of i i wish i could have been there with claiborne for half of it sam yeah. just gets so excited about hawaii he's he knows everything about it was this trip would not have been a quarter as fun without him um, yeah, because he got you like a little travel book and everything. Oh, yeah. I, I asked. So Sam likes to talk about going to Hawaii because he travels there a lot. And I told him I was going to the Big Island for the first time. And he got so, like two days later, a travel book arrived in the mail from Amazon. Did his mustache um, quiver in the wind? Uh, he was pretty excited. And then he has a great mustache. And he sent over all these like this incredible series of directions for th- everything I needed to do while I was That's there. That was so nice. All, almost all of which I managed to get done. So I'd like to have him there. Um, I found myself. I I actually this is really really funny, but I don't get to do much fun outside of work with the kind of funny folks. Yeah. And I found myself wishing I were just like on vacation <laughs> with a couple of them and doing some of the stuff because yeah. I think they would have had a ball. Uh, I can I was imagine thinking about, like, Nick gr- Scarpino in like yes. a really like a white t shirt with a beach ball and yeah. like, like those Wayfarer sunglasses he wears all the Sitting time. Sitting at a resort. Yeah. yeah. But I thought about them a lot and I was like, this would be like, this would be a great because Greg has fun on vacation the rare times he does go. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Nick and Greg would love this. I think yeah. Kim would love it too. I was like, a Joey would love it. She'd be really into oh, it. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, I got a lot of good advice from Barrett uh, Courtney's girlfriend, Alyssa, uh, who grew up in Hawaii. Oh, that's uh, right. So she yeah. sent me a bunch of places too. But for me, a lot of it was being there myself, Angie. Um, I mm-hmm. like traveling alone. I think I'm the only 
man that's ever traveled to the Big Island alone, based on <laughs> the responses of the people. Yeah, there. like nobody believes you were just there by yourself. No, I think everyone thought I was either recently divorced or my wife had just died. Which is um, untrue. I uh, yeah, I think that's what they thought. Like, because Probably. people were just, I never saw another person walking around by themselves. I wonder, the I wonder if they're spots. like, I bet he's going to go into the woods and just become like a feral cat. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> I, well, there are some folks, you saw folks that kind of seem to be living the feral cat life. Right. I mean, it was, it was, there's some, there's some interesting characters on that island. Um, and I spent a lot of time just talking to people and listening and, and hearing stories for the trip. Uh, one of the best conversations I had was when I, uh, I stopped at a little restaurant in the town of Volcano. There's a small town called Volcano cool. that I've fallen in love with. And the, the best restaurant I ate at on the island is in this little town, Volcano. Okay. It's this amazing calamari and antelope. Um, uh, Was separate like courses. Oh, okay. No, separate like, courses. Yeah. Um, but great food. <laughs> and I met this couple from Minnesota that had traveled there together like 20 years before. Okay. On a fluke vacation. Fallen in love with it and rearranged their entire lives to move there. Wow. And what do they do now? It took years for them to do that. Uh, oh, okay. He, uh, he's, uh, I believe, a software engineer, and she's in real estate huh. um, or property management and okay. uh, on the mainland for both of them. They work for mainland firms, but they oh, work there wow. and work remotely. Yeah. Well, good for them, man. Yeah. They, again, they, they just replanned their lives around, we're going to live in this little town in Hawaii. It took several years to pull off. So I am curious, why is it that we, why are we sharing this now? It's a really good question. One is that I just really like the idea of subjecting my audience to the vocal equivalent of the slideshow that you show your relatives. Oh, okay, sure, yeah. And But the other is this. I've had this idea. I, I always bite off more than I can chew, and I have more ideas that I can do. And it's you know. But I was thinking about how Pocketsville Soup is about everybody knows somebody they're thankful for. Yeah. That was what, what started this whole thing. And I have not always been as, as vigilant as I wish I'd been in continuing to pursue those stories. But I also got me thinking about how this trip really did change my life. And I'm not doing a good job explaining that. It taught me after a year and a half since I got out of the hospital, or not even a year and a half, only about a year since yeah. I got out of the hospital, and several years of just tremendous change and a lot of sickness and dysfunction. It taught me that I could move on, that there were still new things. Hmm. That I could still be surprised every day. I hadn't experienced that in a long time. Okay. And it, that was and that was what happened, just joyfulness. I loved the job I had last year in creating things, yeah. whether it be podcasts like this or Hot Blip or Kind of Funny or writing articles for IGN. Or I loved it. I, it's the most fun I've had in my adult life career-wise. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. But I didn't know that outside of work, I know that sounds strange, that that the world was still wonderful. Hmm. You can lose that sometimes. And it got me thinking... Everybody's from somewhere. Everybody's been somewhere. Either one. And most of them are from places or have been places that I've never been. I bet you there's stories they have to tell. More coherent stories than this. <laughs> about what they learned from the places they're from. The good and yeah. the bad of it all. You know, I, and I, th I, I believe that you're correct. But I think it's also, 
if it's within your power to actually get out from familiarity, even for a short time, that it really can change your perspective on life. And the joy of being surprised, I mean, I, I, I totally experienced that too. And something that I've been reflecting on a lot lately is um, being more mindful of everyday miracles. Hmm. Um, and I think you and I have talked about this uh, a little bit. Um, just all the things that, that just all I mean like, should be impossible and the, for some reason happen. That still, you know, you know just the, the the miracle of being able to record our voices to sit <laughs> to sit under powered lights to be able to see because you know you and I shouldn't be able to to walk three feet ahead of us without running into something, but because we have glasses and contact lenses. We, we have this miracle that we don't even think about. Yeah, millions of years of human evolution, a hundred or so years of electric light. Right. Yeah. And that's incredible. And so I, I'm trying to be more more thoughtful of that and trying to be positive about the, the kind of impact that that life and mystery and miracles can bring to us. So these words are beautiful. I'm going to be honest, our audience can't see, but you're telling me all this with your hand sitting with your hands on your hips. Yeah. And I feel like like you're both very sincere and also that I'm in trouble. No, no, I am sitting this way because I um my back hurts and I'm trying to be Oh, you should have told me. (laughs) No, it's okay. It's fine. Sorry about that. No, it's fine. Um well that's good because I think we're at a pretty good pretty good stopping point here anyway sure that works for you so yeah i just so i I think that i just want to end by encouraging people to to seek out something new yeah to allow yourself an adventure even if it's for a day do something different doing something you've never done can be great i mean sometimes it turns out horrible oh sure but at least i mean maybe learn something from it yeah i mean don't you know don't skydive without a parachute but um you know don't skydive. Just just don't jump out of an airplane. <laughs> I want to do it. No. No one uh, should jump out of an airplane. Man, I would explode like a sack of potatoes. I, I think it'd be more like Peggy Hill with you. Just go that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like, land a just, nice squishy Yeah, ground. just like, oh, I'm fine. It's <laughs> that worked out. Yeah. <laughs> I love you. I love uh, you, too. Friends, thank you for listening. I'll have another uh, show up soon. Um, so uh, until next time, uh, aloha.